1: listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott.
2: I got Mike on up here. Yeah, all right, we on live now? All right, hey, you know what? It's been... Uh, let's put... Uh, we'll put our friend Wilbur in the jail cell. It's a long weekend. It was a long weekend, but we're here live, you know, so we had some uh, replays, you know, so we, we did this on purpose, actually, just to let you know that we're live now. That's how we roll around here. We want you to know we're back in the studio. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's right. We're back and ready to go. And I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? You want to talk about it? 888-528-2557. I'm proud to say that in my family uh, get-together all week long, we had absolutely no conversation whatsoever about Dolly Parton. None whatsoever. So we're just going to move on beyond that. And uh, that's good. The power kept going out at my house. And that happens kind of all the time for some reason. And I got to tell you, I don't know what it is. This hasn't happened to me before in a power outage. But I slammed my little toe into the foot of an ottoman. And I had one of these candles in my hands that flew across the room as I said something that I needed to confess later. And I mean, I heard the crack. I think the crack of my foot probably woke everybody up. And I mean, it, it really, thankfully, the candle was one of those electronic ones. Have you seen those that have the, like the, it's it's not just a light bulb at the end of it. It looks like a candle, like a regular wax candle, but it's got this sort of wick thing that goes back and forth on top of the light bulb. And so it looks like a flickering candle. Christy loves those things. So we've got a whole bunch of them. I, I like them, except that, I I get annoyed when I sleep and there's like little tiny clicking sounds and, it, and I can hear it if it's on, you know, in the bedroom at night. And I click, 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 click. Anyway, I got to get that part out of my system. But here's something that uh, I've been thinking about because sometimes, you know, things don't go exactly as you planned, but sometimes they go uh, better for somebody else because of something that didn't go well for you but went better for something else. And I, here's, the, here's the thought I have about that. So last weekend, a weekend before, and I was here last Monday, so we talked about this on Monday. uh, I did fly out to Phoenix uh, the previous Friday on the 15th to go get my parents and then drive them out here on Saturday. And uh, nothing – everything went perfectly fine with that. And um, got them out here, and then I broke my toe on – I don't know if it's really broken. I'm I'm probably exaggerating, but I hurt myself on (laughs) – on Tuesday. And uh, Wednesday, I dragged my parents through the uh, Reagan Library, and we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. And then on Friday, though, I had to drive them back to Phoenix. And we got stuck in traffic uh, from about on the, on the I-10, from about Ukaipa all the way to Cabazon, which is only like 30 miles, but it took four and a half hours. It was awful. Four and a half hours. And part of it, I think, was there was an accident. Okay, so that was the biggest part of it. Part of it was also it's black Friday. I didn't even think about that because I hardly shop. And there's those outlet malls down there, the Cabazon outlets. And I guess a lot of people are going down to that. And we all got stuck in traffic. And we wound up at an IHOP in Banning. You know, IHOP is one of those places, you don't go to the IHOP, you wind up at the IHOP. That's just kind of how that goes, right? And, you know, I do have to say, though, I'm going to say the food was great. Uh, and that was unexpected in a, a banning IHOP, and uh, the and the place was packed, right? Because there's a lot of people getting off the freeway and doing their thing, um, and the staff there worked really hard, and they had a great attitude, and it was brutal because how many people normally are in an IHOP in banning at two in the afternoon? You know, hardly anybody. So they had hardly anybody working there, and the place is completely packed. And when we got there, as far as I could tell, there was only one waitress working when I got there and then another one appeared who became our waitress. And I think they might have, I thought they had called her in, but I think they had actually just given her a break. And the poor hostess was running around trying to do whatever. The manager is running around. Everybody in that place had a great attitude. I mean, it was, it was actually noticeable how great the attitude was of all the customers and everybody working there. And our waitress was great. And she worked hard. She had been there since uh, six or seven in the morning, she said, and she was already supposed to be home. But she was there and was going to be there for a long time because the place is packed up. And I thought about this. I thought, you know, for us, this made it kind of a miserable uh, trip, you know, not, not because of the IHOP. I mean, like I said, my waffle was good. But Because that wasn't the plan. And I went with my parents, and they're in their 80s. They're probably listening now, and they're home safe. We finally made it. But it added four and a half hours to the trip, so it was kind of brutal. But you know what I thought about? I thought that those people working in there, they made a lot of extra money. And they made some pretty big tips. You know, I know that we tipped well, and I always look. You know, I'm that guy. If we ever go out to lunch or something or dinner, uh, it bugs me when people don't tip well. It really bothers me. And, uh, you know, and and it bothers me to the extent that I go back in the restaurant and tip more if the person I'm with pays and if they tip lousy. I, in fact, I'll bring – there are people I know who I bring tip money. I like bring a $20 bill because I know that they're going to tip a lousy 8% or something like that if the service was good. I hate that. Anyway, uh, my parents aren't that person. They, they tipped really well. And I thought, you know what? This was a good thing for the people who were working there, and I bet that they did pretty well uh, this Christmas. They probably, uh, because of the extra tips and the extra money, I think that probably is a a really good thing uh, that happened there. And things are so expensive. I mean, do you find that you're still finding things? In fact, maybe now you've been out and you've been shopping just a little bit, and maybe you have found that uh, things are dramatically... Uh, more expensive than you had thought. Uh, and I have noticed that that they're expensive. And the food is expensive, although turkeys were buck 45 a pound this year and only a a buck 55 a pound last year. So you actually saved a dime per pound on your turkey this year uh, on average compared to last year. So that's pretty good. However, you're paying about 30 cents more per pound than you were two years ago and you're paying uh about 70 cents more a pound than you were just uh three years ago four years ago did you know that um five years ago i guess it is that's a lot of turkey inflation you know that is an awful lot of turkey inflation so everything got expensive and i'll tell you what the ihop i know why they have to do it but it was an expensive waffle i mean i think that my i got the waffle combo so i got a a waffle with two very thin slices of bacon, although they did cook them up and they were crispy, so that was good. And then uh, and two eggs, and that was 16 dollars. 1599 to be more technical, plus the tip. Uh, that's an awful lot of money. 8885282557. This is the Pastor Scott show. 8885282557, the Pastor Scott Show. And uh, are you uh, did you have turkey or did you have ham? Uh, Jose is asking me if I am a turkey or a ham kind of guy. You know what? This this year we had both, and uh, the reason we had both is because my parents were coming out. We're hosting the uh, Thanksgiving. It's pretty busy. My wife still had to work last week, so I had Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. She had uh, Tuesday and she had to work Tuesday, Wednesday, and then she was off Thursday, Friday. So I did the uh, the cheat and I ordered one of those uh, pre pre uh, fixed meals. Right. So I didn't make the whole turkey. And I, I like making the turkey. And I, I like, like I told you before, it's, it's good to cook it upside down. It looks like roadkill afterward. Like you can't get the Instagram picture of it, but all of the, the juice from the dark meat and the fat goes into the white meat and it makes it taste good. Anyway, we went to, uh, one of those places. I probably shouldn't mention the place we ordered our meal from, but it's owned by somebody named Marie Callender. And, uh, she put together these meals. And I drove out there on a Wednesday to pick it up with my parents. And there's this long line outside of it. I mean, it was an unbelievable line. And I said, forget that. I'm going to go get a coffee if I have to wait in that line. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, I did. I went and got a coffee. Then I found out that the line was just for the pie people, that I had to go back in the, uh, the back of the store, you know, like I'm buying something illegal. And they've got a van there where they're giving me my turkey and ham. All that's to say, Jose, is that I got turkey and ham. And I got so much turkey and ham for six people, two of them being kids who don't really particularly like turkey or ham that you need to come over tonight. Cause we're, it's all going to go bad. We have so much food. In fact, we're thinking about just maybe we just need to invite the neighbors. Cause I got, I got nervous about this, the, the portions of the sides. And I thought that the sides, the way it looked on the menu thing that they were too small. And I thought, wow, well, I don't want to run out of sides. It's like a bummer to not have enough uh, stuffing, enough yams, and or you know sweet potatoes, whatever you want to call them. And so I ordered double, and we didn't even we didn't even finish the first section of them. So it's so much stuff, but I I love the leftovers. I'm happy with that, but I don't know how long they last. I think that's gonna that's gonna end here pretty soon.
3: I'm more of a ham kind of guy myself, but we had ham. I believe it was like this roast, a rotisserie chicken. Uh, rice, potato salad, and some cake huh so i 've never been to Marie Calendars to get like their pre uh like fixed what, whatever you got yeah, I recommend going to uh i 'm sure people in the valley know honey baked ham yeah i 've really done the honey baked many
2: times it's very good
3: so we didn't get it from there, but my mom got a ham like from Costco or something, and she just made it the way that they made it, like with honey and all that stuff,
2: right. Yeah, no. And if you ever go get one of those hams from one of these places, splurge for the spiral cut.
3: i because like usually when you go there, there's always like a long line, and they always run out of hams. Also, right. I was trying to get a cake. Right, we went to Portos. The line was around the block. Like you can't get nothing from Portos the day of Thanksgiving. It's just impossible.
2: Yeah, I think it's probably a mistake to wait till 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 that long there. But uh, anyway, uh, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. You, you didn't have turkey at all, though. You just had uh, ham and chicken.
3: Now I didn't try the chicken, but I'm a, some people were saying this tastes like turkey, so I'm thinking it's actually a turkey. <laughs> so I don't know. I hey, didn't hey, because pull. Salem provided a chicken earlier uh, that day, so I had chicken. I'm like, I'm not going to eat chicken uh, later because I already had chicken before.
2: So. Did, yeah, if you had a bunch of it, did you go into coma afterward? That's how you tell if it's turkey. You're just out. You know, the rest of the day in the turkey coma.
3: I think the ham did it. The ham put me in the coma. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that can happen. That can happen. All right. This is the uh, Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. 888-528-2557. And I'm here with Wilbert and Jose. We're just recalling our uh, our Thanksgivings. And uh, Wilbert, how was your Thanksgiving? Was it good? Free the ham. Free the ham. You... <laughs> so you're a ham guy. I'm a very much a ham guy. Very much a ham guy. Not a turkey guy. Not at all. It's
4: so much so that we skipped turkey this year. No turkey, just yeah, ham. Yeah, no. We, we held that at my sister's house, and I told her, I was like, you know what? I'll save you the trouble and just get yourself some
2: ham. And there you go. So that was pretty. What are your sides? you like sides? What's your favorite?
4: So, yeah, I'm big on sides. Uh, my brother made the yams. I did the mac and cheese, obviously. You have to do the mac and cheese. Yeah. Uh, What else? We, we had mashed potatoes. Uh, I'm also a big cornbread guy.
2: Ah, yeah. See, at the uh, Marie Callender's, we got the uh, cornbread yeah see, that's also, the good stuff they even gave us some of that honey butter that they uh, they ah, give with yep. that you know. that's the good stuff yeah we picked it up <laughs> I was seeing we we had to go in you know behind the place and uh it's like are we doing something illegal here there's this long line of people out in the front but but back in the back alley behind the Marie calendars we're putting in a box of food like, did what? they hand
4: you did you have to like fold up the ones and hand it to them like handshake style you know it was a
2: little it was uh it was a little bit odd uh the whole thing. You know, but uh, anyway, eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Kelly, Kathy in L.A. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Kathy, go ahead.
5: Hi, hello. So, listen. Instead of wasting the food, you make individual paper plates. You freeze them, put foil over them, and put them in a pa- in a Ziploc bag, and then you'll have meals throughout the month of December.
2: Now, how? Let me ask you a serious serious question is <laughs> Is that if it's already been cooked, can you do that? Absolutely. Oh, my
5: gosh. Of course you with, can. With, like, the and ham it, and, the, and, and the turkey? Usually, the ham, the turkey, even the yams. You just prepare individual plates. That's what we do this all the time. You prepare, prepare individual plates, and then you cover it with foil, and put it in a Ziploc, um, what you can do is you may have to curl the edges of the plate, but then you you take it out, and you can thaw it out, and then you can microwave the whole plate after it thaws.
2: Now, when you use it on your microwave, do you have a specific time, or do you hit the button that says dinner plate and just let and it run?
5: You know what? Um, I What I do is when I when I hear the sizzle, then I, you know, I, I just want sort to of test it, or I'll yes. a spoon yeah. in the middle of the or something yeah. like that. But don't be
2: wasting food. No, I don't want to waste it. I don't want to wait. You know what? That's a really good idea. Put it on separate plates. I hadn't thought about yeah. that. I'm laughing though about yeah. the sizzle because that's how I do it in the microwave.
5: <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the I best hit that way to I've got it. a
2: button that says dinner plate. Like it doesn't matter what it is. You just hit the button and then it has a a thing that comes on that says sensing. Like it's trying to figure out what's this guy have on his plate here. And then it somehow yeah. it cooks it. But uh, I pull it out of there as soon as I'm hearing the sizzle.
5: Yeah, there you go, there you go, and I, mine is just a thirty second, and I just keep slapping the thirty seconds until, you know,
2: <laughs> perfection. right, right, all right, mm-hmm. Kathy. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know what? I think right. I'm, I think I'm actually going to do that, like for real. It we, to do it, we got Kathy. the paper plates. We got some. Now, Jose is saying, uh, thank you, Kathy, for calling, uh, Pastor Scott. Now, Jose, you you don't like this idea. Are you he does uh, not? Are you opposed to leftovers, or just opposed to this method of taking care of the leftovers?
3: I'm opposed to the leftovers. After the second day, anything after that, it just won't taste the same. I, I could really, like, especially with chicken. After the second day, the chicken just doesn't taste right. So I'm assuming it's the same with leftovers. Don't do it with the leftovers, Scott, please. What is that? It's
2: Monday. We actually picked the stuff up on Wednesday. So it's been like a week. Like if I get that stuff in the freezer, it's five days old. Don't do it, please. You know, I don't know. Maybe I, but I I like the leftovers. That's like my favorite part. But, uh,
4: look, I've read you can keep them for six months in your freezer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that too. We have a ham that's in our freezer that's like a year and a half old. Yeah, it's frozen. Should I I cook that? Is it going to be okay?
4: Look, the best thing to do, Scott, go get some Hawaiian rolls, make some sandwiches, throw them in the freezer, and you got them for six months if you ever need one. I'm,
2: I am so hungry now.
4: You can stop it, you know, you can save 20 bucks from downstairs.
2: See, I hope these are good advice. Do you have good uh, leftover advice out there? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Some years I don't, you know, when the, the trouble sometimes with going to someone else's house is you, you don't get the leftovers. I like having it at my house because, you know, maybe we'll send some leftovers home with people, but I couldn't very well do that to my parents and our, our unfortunate nine and a half hour drive to Phoenix. Um... Uh, to do that. 888 528 2557 is the number they might have taken. They might have been okay if, if normally that ride is it's about six hours. You know, depending on how many stops you gotta make and things like that. And uh and the traffic. 888 528 2557. Uh President Biden says that your turkey was cheaper this year. I think. Well he, he apparently he's not. We'll try to get. He said it was cheaper this year, but uh, it. And he's right. He said. He actually, what he said was, is that your Thanksgiving meal was cheaper, the fourth cheapest it's been relative to income, uh, ever. I don't know what ever means. It can't mean ever. I mean, it used to be that you just went out in your backyard and got yourself a turkey and did everything yourself because you have turkeys running around in the backyard. Anyway, 888-528-2557. I got some calls coming in here, so I'll get your calls here in just a second about what to do with the leftovers. Are there leftovers that won't keep? Like, I've got a whole package full of stuffing, and stuffing is uh, stuffing's my favorite. And uh, I like to eat it the width of stuff. Like, I'll, I'll mix the food. I'm mix Can it, f- Scott. Just can it. Just <laughs> put it in like... a can. 888-528-2557. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Liz in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
6: Hello, Pastor Scott. Um, Well, I'm just going to call to please with you not to eat any of the food that's left over from a week ago. It's almost a week. Um,
2: Yeah, five days already.
6: Yeah, I understand the leftovers should be uh, consumed within the first four days. So I usually throw out if there's any leftovers by Sunday. And you want to pack your food like hours after you've served food. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just don't want you to get sick, but then on the other side of that coin, what I've done in the past that worked for me, um, after the meal is, you know, we had our meal and everything. What I tried last year was I got these little servings of these little square Tupperware type of little containers that are, you know, chemical free and all that. Mm-hmm. And what I did, what I tried was I, I put a layer of, 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 uh, stuffing. Then I put a layer uh, of real thin sliced turkey. Then I put a layer of mashed potatoes and gravy. I made layers of my I meal see. and I froze them. Uh. And you know, and you know what? Yeah. I was surprised it was good. My uh, my kids liked it.
2: I'm thinking that um, might be know, really just, good.
6: Yeah, you just you just warm it up and you have all the five layers or four layers or whatever. It, I really highly recommend that. Now do you scoop
2: future. it out of there with like an ice cream scoop and just eat it? You know, on yeah, a bowl. Yeah,
6: or with the fork. With the fork, and they are individual little containers. So, um, and one container was enough for two servings. So I just cut it in half. It looks like a lasagna type of thing. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Layers. But you have your your whole turkey meal there. It was Thanksgiving meal. It was yeah. pretty. Now I have a couple of containers
2: that, that are unopened of food that I got. Does that save me a day or two? Can I still freeze that?
6: Ah, uh, Pastor Scott, you're talking to someone that's pretty picky in the kitchen when it comes to safety. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, please let us know if you consume any of that food. Please let us know how you felt. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know My,
2: if I'm not here. I got to go to a break. If I'm not here this week, then that might be the reason. This is, this is the <laughs> no. Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back. I'll take your call, Cynthia and Patricia. When we come back, we'll be right back.
1: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. In fact, as a share of earnings this Thanksgiving, dinner was the fourth cheapest ever on record. I want you all to know that. <laughs> I look at all the press, look at that. Chris is particularly excited about
2: this. Everybody in the room had the same response I did. It's like, it's the fourth cheapest on record with respect to earnings. And everybody's like, hey, I don't know if that. You know, inflation is f- almost 14% over what it was two years ago, total. Like, you know, some things are a little more, some things are a little less. Like I said before, turkeys were 10 cents a pound less this year, but they're about 30 cents a pound uh, more expensive than two years ago. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't know. It looks, it seems more expensive out there to me. 888 528 2557, talking Thanksgiving. And uh, what we did here, Cynthia and Laverne, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Cynthia, you with us? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead.
7: Okay, so I just wanted to throw out a suggestion. On Thanksgiving, we had an overabundance of food as well. And later on that night, my daughter and her family. They warmed up the food. They had those styrofoam take-home containers, like the kind you get at the restaurant. Yeah. And they they made up meals, about 15 to 20 meals, and they went and found homeless people, because mm-hmm. they're all over, and they gave away the food to the homeless. Oh,
4: that's a great and
7: idea. I just thought that was so awesome. Yeah, and, you know, I'm thoughtful. And then as far as you said you have... Food that's still in the container that you haven't even opened yet.
2: Yeah, but it's like a—it's uh, not like a sealed can or a sealed, you know, uh, jar with the little pop-up thing. It's—it is a plastic container that we got from Marie Callender's that's full of, you know, yams that we have not—we okay. well, have not taken the lid off of it yet. But I—I I wouldn't say that it's, you know, sealed tight.
7: Well, my suggestion for that is ask Marie Callender's how long it's good for and then you'll know
2: I guess so <laughs> maybe I'll I'll call yes. them up I bet I'm sure that they've got a lawyer who says they have to throw everything out 5 minutes after you open it
7: oh uh, you know I think if you do if you do take my suggestion which I don't know if you're able to but I think up until today I think everything's fine yeah. I think you're Yams are probably fine. I'm not sure after this fifth day, though.
2: All right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we're planning to have it for dinner. So if I'm on the air tomorrow, then everything went (laughs) fine. That will be, uh, I think, the way to go. I think
7: it's going to be fine. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Cynthia. Are you not sure about this, uh, Jose? Uh, You know, how long can we do this?
3: Piggybacking on what that caller said. Scott, we had a Hot Pocket in the freezer for about a year or so. (laughs) One of the board operators got hungry Ate the hot pocket. Now, the hot pocket was sealed, right? Right. He warmed it up. He ate it. It was rancid. He got sick, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's like <laughs> it's, it's it's a hot pocket, you know. And also, we have chicken left over from Thanksgiving. You know, they is that they what people are eating chicken. over here it's right in now? In the fridge. Now, I don't see anybody touching that chicken.
2: Oh yeah. So if we're off the air tomorrow, that's because everybody around here got sick. I have not had any of that chicken. All right. Wait
4: until the overnight people come.
2: Right. All right. 888-528-2557. Patricia in Huntington Beach. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
6: Thank you. Good afternoon. Hi. First of all, I would suggest that absolutely everybody have or purchase a, uh, a microwave-safe thermometer. That's the way to go. And always make sure the food is cooked to 165 degrees. That's kind of like the bell, you know, for that. And the other thing is I would say that anything after three days in the refrigerator needs to then be covered well and put into the freezer. Yeah. That's usually the best thing to do. I've, I've, I've done that for years. I'm 81 years old, so I know a little bit about it, but I've raised four <laughs> sons, and they're all still well, you know, all alive and doing well. So <laughs>
2: you didn't poison them in all right. those years. You must have done it right. <laughs> yeah you know i gotta I gotta tell you that you' it's probably we're probably right on the edge here, right? There are certain things that are okay, but certain things are not. So uh, Patricia, thank you for calling the Pastor Scott show. Maria in uh, Torrance, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
8: Uh, good afternoon. Um, I would discard the food because restaurant food changes its texture if you try to warm it up and um it it just doesn't it doesn't work right so you're, you're gonna, not much you're for not gonna...
2: the uh the doggy bag if you go out to eat somewhere
8: oh so... no i try that i remember houston's was good their ribs you could do it usually with houston but most restaurants you don't know when they purchased the food when they cooked it And the restaurant that you mentioned i don't want to mention it again we did that a few <laughs> years ago and uh-huh. we didn't have a nothing to eat because we had to put it all in the garbage disposer oh Uh, yeah so uh, you don't know when they cooked it you know what i'm saying yeah and then most food you can't put you can't reheat pizza i love i love uh,
2: reheat pizza you don't you don't reheat the pizza
8: oh no 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 most people uh, you can't well thanksgiving food you got to be careful if you cooked it because it's not a lot of handling. Restaurants, you don't know who handled your food, and that's what I've learned. <laughs>
2: yeah, and, you know, um, and I picked it up in the back alley behind this place. You know.
8: See, I was who, listening to got, that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, Ooh, it was it was wow. very good on Thanksgiving, and it was even good yesterday. So, okay,
8: but then now it's time to, it's probably, to let it go. <laughs>
2: probably time. All right, uh, Maria. Thank, <laughs> let it go. Thank let it you. Go. <laughs> thank you for calling. You know, restaurants uh, sometimes they just cook your food and uh, like boil it in butter first. And uh, it's good, but uh, that's why you don't feel quite so good afterward. 888 528 2557. Uh, Carolyn Van Nuys, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
6: Hi. I know you were talking about leftovers with the turkey. Um, In our family, we always made soup or stews. You can even make pot pie. You can even make pot pies with the turkey.
2: You know, we've done, uh, we don't have a lot of turkey left over actually, but the ham, we have a lot of ham left. And we've taken the ham bone and made like uh split pea soup with it.
6: Yeah, and we used to really do that good. a lot too. Yeah. Either bean soup or split pea, yeah.
2: Right, right. All right, Carol. Well did you have a good Thanksgiving?
6: Um, it was just me and my younger daughter. Oh. Yeah. Well you might have to do But good time I, I went to our Thanksgiving thanksgiving day service that we had oh
2: very nice very nice well thanks for calling the pastor scott show carol 888-528-2557 888-528-2557 what's the oldest thing you've ever eaten and uh, somehow you got away with it because you're still here one time i don't want to mention who this is but it was a relative and i was at their house and uh i went through their pantry and i found a jar of salsa and I like salsa, and I like to just pour out the jar of salsa and eat some chips, chips and salsa. So I was really hungry. I don't remember all the, the details, but like, all right, so I pull out the salsa, and I pour out the salsa into a bowl, and I'm eating it, and I'm telling you, it's some of the best salsa I've ever had, and this was a name-brand salsa. I'm going I'm to say it, it was Tostitos. Okay. So I'm looking at the Tostito salsa and, you know, out of a jar, it's not usually great, but that was great. I'm eating it and I'm eating it, but I noticed something about it. I noticed two things. I noticed the first thing I noticed was that it was much darker than I usually notice for salsa, but it didn't really faze me. And the second thing I noticed is it tasted great, but it didn't taste like anything I'd ever tasted before. And I remember just eating it and eating it and I'm eating so much of it and I'm going, man, I got to find this flavor. It is so good. And I grab the jar of Tostitos and I look at the label and this would have been, I don't know, this was uh, somewhere in the mid 2000s. And I look at the label of it and I go, you know, this looks like a jar of Tostitos I would have had when I was in college, which was a long time before the Tostitos. And I thought, you know, you can kind of tell with fonts and logos and those things change over time. So, and I kept eating it. It's really good, but I kept being bothered by the Tostitos logo on this jar. And I, this might have been 2007, 2008. Well, I think I know 2008 or nine. So I'm still looking at the label and I'm kind of spinning it around. And I notice that the copyright date on the label was 1994. Now that doesn't mean that it was, <laughs> that doesn't mean that it was made in 1994 it just means that the design was you know how many years did they use the same design right i'm i'm assuming uh but then i i decided to start looking it up and i realized that this also was in fact 14 years old now i don't recommend this and i put a little this was back in the day when uh, facebook was fun right before it got all political and weird and you started to dislike people right so uh i put on my facebook back then uh uh, hey, I just ate 14 year old salsa. I wonder what it was really good. And people started writing me about botulism and how sick I'm going to be and telling me to go to the hospital and all this stuff. And I'm telling you, I go downstairs in this, this house into a basement where there's a computer and I start Googling botulism. And I started taking my temperature and I was freaked out. I didn't sleep a wink that whole night, but the, the button wasn't really, you know, they had a little button on top of the jar, makes that little noise. If it's making that noise, don't eat it, right? That means it's been open, but it, I don't think the button was popped. I, I usually would notice that. I, I put my thumb right on there, um, but uh, that's probably the oldest food I've ever eaten. You guys ever eat something that's like really old? I read, I read that. Archaeologists, when they uncovered um, King Herod in the Bible, you're going to hear a lot about him next month. Okay. Uh, King Herod, who was a real king and he built something called the Herodium, and that was his castle that uh, he had in Judea. And you can go visit that today. They've uncovered it and everything. That when they uncovered the Herodium, they also uncovered basically what the kitchen was in there and they found some dates. You know, it's like that. What's a date? Is it a fruit? Is it not? What is a date? It's like some kind of fruit. Right. And it was carefully wrapped in leaves or however they did it. And they were 2000 year old dates. And they ate them. These are—they actually ate them. I don't think I would, knowing what they were. Like I don't think I would have opened that jar of salsa if I would have known it was fourteen years old. I would have tossed it, right. And after that, every time I went to their house, I would just go through the pantry and throw stuff out randomly, because stuff in there forever. You know, when you find something in your pantry and it doesn't even have a uh, a barcode on it, and it goes back to the Nixon administration, time to throw it out. Anyway, they ate the—they uh, ate these dates that they got in Herod's uh, King Herod's Herodium, which is what they called it, and. uh uh, they they seem to do fine, although one of them mentioned that they were also glad that they uncovered Herod's Commodium, and they used that a little bit later uh, with that. But uh, nobody died. Everybody did pretty well, and uh, no one's looking at me for that joke. Uh, you know, I, I really worked hard to get that uh, that line in there, <laughs> and everybody's just staring at me. All right. Anyway, um, so I think the verdict is in. Uh, maybe I'm going to have some of the leftovers tonight, and that's it. We're going to freeze them. Jose says No. Uh, it's a little mixed on the calls, but most of you are saying no. What do you think?
4: You you have one day. You, think tonight got, you have to choose. Scott. I think
2: I got one day. You
4: got one day left. And if
2: I freeze them and then thaw them, is it just one day?
4: No, no, then you have six months.
2: But then six months and one day. I got to yeah. take a break. Pastor Scott Show, you can follow me at Pastor Scott Show or look at everybody at kkla.com. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com
9: or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. You know, we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, As uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Um, There's... There are resources there, there's technical assistance there, and there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing. Count on us as a partner in this. Our students are waiting. Thank you.
2: That is educational Education Secretary Miguel Cardona, and uh, he said something in there that I thought was uh, very unusual.
9: You know, we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help.
2: Yeah. I don't think that's what President Reagan actually said. This is what President Reagan actually
1: said. I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. See, that's the opposite.
2: That's the opposite of what our education secretary is saying. So, uh, here is the uh, the idea here is that Secretary Cardoza, I think is what his name is, not Cardona, Secretary Cardoza, but he's the appropriate education secretary saying the opposite of what is actually true in this country. What's wrong with that? Well, that's just kind of how we're doing education these days. This is Pastor Scott's show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We're talking about our uh, Thanksgiving week, we're back on the air uh, live today and all of uh, this week and next week and week after and uh, and beyond, 888 Five two eight, two five, five seven, My parents, I brought them in from Phoenix. We hung out. I got them to go through the Reagan Library. And, you know, as I went through there, I was amazed really at how many things. I've been there a lot, Reagan Library, for different things. And I'm a, I go to presidential libraries all the time. I've been watching the news. And Rosalind Carter is being uh, – who passed away a week and a half ago is lying in state in the Carter Library in Atlanta. I've been there many times. And and I kind of know. Oh, I know where that is. I know where all those places are. I'm some, but I've been through there a lot. And usually I leave there with kind of a sense of nostalgia, and uh, you know, I thought it was a better era back then. And uh, you kind of get sad a little bit. And I was this time as well. But I also realized, you know, what there were a lot of problems then that are very similar to the things that we are talking about today. It's remarkable, actually, going through there. How many? And this is. 40 years ago 40 you know 40 years ago when he became president how many things are the same? Inflation, big deal today. Not, it was worse back then, actually, um, but it is a big deal today. 14%. That's how much more you're paying just in the last two years. Uh, people are giving up on the American dream. An article in the paper this week said uh, you know, people are giving up on the American dream. Well, that's what was happening 40 years ago. Divisions in our country were significant. We had problems with uh, Islamic terrorism. There were so many subjects that are uh, the same. And you know what? we did recover, at least for a time, in most issues. You know, not everything, but in most issues. And we got better by telling the truth about right and wrong in the world, in particular about terrorism and the Soviet Union back in the day. Reagan, you know, called the Soviet Union the evil empire. And a lot of people were angry with him for using that word, but I think it was right. History shows us that he was right. You know, and, you know, today, what do we got going on? We got uh, the terrorism with Hamas and other, and ISIS and these different groups. It's, it's, uh, the same philosophy. Ultimately, Iran is still in the picture and all of that. And It's not the Soviet Union anymore, but uh, Putin's Russia isn't much different as far as a lot of the policies go. The national debt was a a big deal back then. This is Ronald Reagan talking about that. These
1: United States are confronted with an economic affliction of great proportions. We suffer from the longest and one of the worst sustained inflations in our national history. It distorts our economic decisions, penalizes thrift, and crushes the struggling young and the fixed income elderly alike. It threatens to shatter the lives of millions of our people. Idle industries have cast workers into unemployment, human misery, and personal indignity. Those who do work are denied a fair return for their labor by a tax system which penalizes successful achievement and keeps us from maintaining full productivity. But great as our tax burden is, it has not kept pace with public spending. For decades, we have piled deficit upon deficit, mortgaging our future and our children's future for the temporary convenience of the present. To continue this long trend is to guarantee tremendous social, cultural, political, and economic upheavals
2: did you catch that last part there he's talking about the national debt and spending more money than we have to continue this trend would create these social and political upheavals present
1: to continue this long trend is to guarantee tremendous social cultural political and economic upheavals
2: wow I, that's where we are now because we've continued that trend if you ask ronald Reagan. Uh, you know, what his biggest regret was in his eight years, he tells you it's the debt because he did not change the direction of our national debt. And uh, in fact, it increased $1.86 trillion in his eight years. Now, we do that every year now. One point, uh, you know, a couple of trillion dollars a year is how bad the debt is out of control now. And the, the thing that he says there, I just found that profound considering the world we're living in today.
1: convenience of the present to continue this long trend is to guarantee tremendous social cultural political and economic upheavals
2: i wonder how much of the problems that we have have to do with the debt i mean not not specifically just money right but the attitude that is behind it the attitude that is about we want to be a people today that doesn't seem to want to do things for the collective, meaning the idea of moving forward in America. We seem to want to have our own individual rights, whatever we think they are. That has, that has led us to a whole lot of decisions in the past uh, 40 years. That speech, by the way, is the uh, inaugural address, Reagan's first inaugural address, where he also famously said this.
1: In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.
2: That's what uh, he actually said. And, you know, to hear a uh, education secretary and talking about and that's just it's just the difference. So this is so 40 years later, 40 years after Reagan famously would say this over and over again.
0: I think you
1: all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help.
2: Now we have the government saying this. This is uh, the education secretary.
9: You know, we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, As uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Uh, Get your story straight. You know, we're going to set up, Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Um, There's there are resources there there's technical assistance there and there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing count on us as a partner in this our students are waiting we Thank have you.
2: so much reliance today on the government and i think we put a lot of hope in that you know, we got an election coming we're going to talk about that of course throughout 2024 when we get there that's a big deal but you know whatever happens at the end of the day uh It's not the place to put our hope. We want better leaders. We want leaders who are honest about the way the world is. We want leaders who are honest with us about the way the world is and and trying not to just sort of manipulate or say things that uh, we know – just aren't really true or they don't feel true or there's something that just doesn't seem right you know about it you know when we hear things like this which we heard from Queen uh, Jean-Pierre today. Uh,
5: this holiday season families are seeing lower prices on everyday items from gas to groceries as holiday as holiday shopping starts shelves are stocked and prices prices for toys TVs and used vehicles are all down from last year and we just saw record Black Friday sales.
2: It is. There are certain truths there to things that are cheaper. TVs are always cheaper the next year around, and and I don't know about the toys. I'd be curious about that. Um, Used cars are, are cheaper, but it's because the supply chain is fixed and new cars are coming back on the market. Used cars got crazy expensive over the last few years. Our hope is in the Lord, everybody. That is something that whenever we're seeing everything in the news and we're going to have an awful lot of conversation in the next year about leadership and leadership in our country and where is our country going to go and all of this but whoever it is that you're supporting whoever whatever it is that you hope happens you know if you're a believer you've got to understand that the lord is in control and whatever happens it's it's within his will it's his will that those things occur because at the end of the day what matters is people coming to salvation in christ whatever The happens in the world. Maybe we're about to head into a time of great revival. I don't think that's completely out of the question with everything that's going on and so many people asking questions, you know, about. Israel? Why do people care about Israel? What about all this anti-Semitism? What, what are these issues going on? What are uh, these uh, fundamentalist Islamic beliefs? What are the beliefs? People asking actual questions about things that uh, maybe they haven't asked for a long time, which happens uh, when we have relatively relative peace or relative good economic times, which we still do. We're playing all those Reagan things. you know. The economic times today are still better than they were in the late 70s and early 80s. Uh, as many, except for maybe the debt, which uh, ultimately is going to blow up in our face. But at the end of the day, um, we have to keep this in mind, make sure that your hope is in Jesus Christ, that your hope is not in your presidential candidate or your local candidate or that, I mean, you hope they do well, but you can't place your hope there. You can't place your flag there. You can't, your flag is in Christ. Your flag is in the sovereign Lord who has not abandoned us. Who has sent his son, which we're about to celebrate in Christmas time, to be the savior of the world. That's why we have such great Christmas music. That's why we have all the decorations. That's why we have all the festivity and words like joy and peace, you know, and those things. Why? Because those things come through Christ ultimately. That's why those words, and those words mean something, that we want that. We want joy. We want peace. We want all those ideas of the season. But the reason that this season inspires those things is not because of the price of the toys that we might go buy or the toys that we might receive or the joy we get even in giving those things, but because God loved us so much that he sent us his son. And that little baby in the manger would grow up to die for your sins and to be raised again on the third day. And whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the story here. You're you're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back with Hour 2. You can follow me right now on social media, Facebook X and Instagram at Pastor Scott Show. You can watch us right now at KKLA.com. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned